Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. to the face episode 52 welcome i'm your host chris rucker with marty vasquez and we are back for our second episode in like two days i think it is that is correct find us on social media at boot to the face on twitter on facebook um what is it on instagram is it underscore first or it's uh boot to the face underscore boot to the face underscore prowrestlingtees.com Slash boot to the face. Not getting a lot of merch there. We kind of forgot about that. But we are about to move over to what for apparel once we get the jig on all that. Um, so, yeah, our latest episode, Boot to Debate, the first ever one featuring Talkamania and Irish Whip podcast was a lot of fun Friday night. I listened to it yesterday and it came off a lot better than I thought it would. I thought we'd be all drunk and rambling over the top of each other, but it was it was pretty good, man. So shout out to J Bomb and uh Yeti for coming on and taking time out of their Friday night to come fuck with us over here at Boot to the Face. And I have to say, even though we didn't keep score, Marty won every debate he was in. I'm just saying. If you go back and listen, like Marty crushed it every time. But it was fun. Yeah, no, I uh, it was a great time. I had fun. Um, it was awesome having them on, talking to those guys. They're always a good conversation. Um, the the one thing I liked the best is that we were arguing different sides, um, and it was at that point, you know, just kind of giving us what sides we were. But we were able to have a discussion and debate regarding this, regarding these topics, and, and that's what it was. It wasn't it didn't get heated. It didn't get crazy. It didn't get people to get upset. It was just fun to conversation. And that's the way that wrestling conversation talk should be. Shouldn't be this, um, you know, mark that, mark that. We're going to just destroy you and talk shit about you and blow you up and uh, just just degrade people. It, it's about having that open conversation and just enjoying the content. And that's what made it fun of being with, you know, three different shows. Three different you know types of people and personalities, and yet it was a good time, and that's what it matters, and that that's why I enjoyed it so much. True that. Um, we're gonna have a bit of an abbreviated show today, just because we just did one and whatever. But real quick, we'll get into uh, football. You know, Marty's Packers kicked my Cowboys' ass last week. I will fucking say it, even though America hates the Packers. <laughs> Um. So this week, thank God the Cowboys got the Jets. Now watch them turn around and lose because I said that. But I don't know. Um, just, you know, I was watching the game they this morning, and they're talking about the Jets being the ones that might beat them. Still, so the Cowboys can't get their shit together. They they got the Cowboys Man, have a lot of injuries now. Randy, they're missing both their tackles. Yeah, their defense. They're talking about their defense not being able to to hold it up and giving the offense bad starting position and. I don't know about that. Randy, uh, they Randy, were playing Randy Aaron Rodgers. They were playing Aaron Rodgers. Like, let's be real. It wasn't. It wasn't like they were playing fucking 
Sam Darnold or somebody last week. They're playing one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and they gave up 34 points. Every other game this year, they've given up less than 21 or less, including against the Saints, who put up like 40 the week after that. So I don't want to hear that shit about the defense shit. I, I um, say, I'm just going off what they were saying this morning. And that, yeah, you know, I know. And got Randy and Teddy and all them talking that shit. You know, as, as a Cowboys fan, I don't know if you have to deal with this as a Packers fan. I don't really follow the Packers. But, like, the sky is either falling or it's sunshine and rainbows every week. Like, if they lose one game, they're the worst team in the world. And if they win one game, they're going to the Super Bowl. So you got to kind of, like, tune all that other crap out, which is kind of what I do. I really only watch TV when they win. Cause that's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you guys got the Jets today, so it should be a good game. We got the Lions tomorrow, um, which is oh, awesome. So that'll be fun. I mean, the, until last week, they were both undefeated. Um, or not last week, the week before. Um, but they're, they're right now. The two of them are, are running the top of the North right now. So it'd be interesting. I don't think that the Lions are a team to be at the top. So it'll be nice to put them back in their place. Uh, but it's I don't gonna know, be fun. man. I mean. It's not like it's two or three weeks in now. We're like, we're, this will be the sixth game that we're playing now. And it's yeah, like, but they're three one and one. I mean, they haven't really played. They haven't really done anything that's like, oh shit, they need to be. You know, now I could be wrong. Like you said, you you've made yeah. this comment, and now the Jets come out and win. I'm talking shit. Now the Lions come out and they show that they win. But you know, I, I just don't. I think that the Packers are finally starting to hit their stride. Uh, I mean, they got a new offense, a new coach, and we're six weeks in. Um, I, I Adams is out again, um, so it'll be interesting what they do. I just know like people are shitting on the 49ers right now, and they're four and zero. Like, oh, they haven't played anybody. Look, they don't make the schedule. They play the teams that are in front of them. They beat them. I was always subscribed to the theory that your record is what you are. Like, there's no sorry four and zero teams, and there's no good zero and four teams. Like, if you're four and zero, you're good, and if you're zero and four, you're bad. And so. Yeah, but yeah. when you start the season off playing, you know, the Browns and the Bills and the Browns the are supposed to be like the good the hot the new hot shit though. Uh, They're like America's favorite now. They're on prime time every week getting their ass beat. Like who else Dallas play in the first three weeks? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I digress. Why are you taking low shots? I'm sorry, man. I apologize. All right, getting away from football, fuck the Packers. Um, <laughs> what an asshole. My fantasy, our fantasy team, boot to the face, is 0-5, Marty. We scored, I say we, the team scored 167 points last week. That was the second highest score in the entire league. Nobody was close by like 20. But guess who I played against? The fucking guy that scored 170. <laughs> so I can't I can't buy a win. My team is scoring points like crazy, but I keep playing the team that scores the most. So but the good thing is it's only five weeks in. I just need to sneak into the playoffs some kind of way. And honestly, if I win two or three games in a row, like I'm right back into the thick of things with again, that's the fantasy football league with like the Chick Foley show and Smart to Death and Irish Whips got two teams and ringside rant with rj and uh doing the favors in there and a couple of people that listen to wrestling podcasts so it's fun we got a little thread where we talk shit to one another in there and obviously i can't say a lot because my team's 0 and 5 but after this week if i win i'll be back to talking let's get to some wrestling but when they win i'll be back again i'll be talking again <laughs> the thing about this new recording schedule we got 
is we don't have to cover everything because we're at the end of the week and the beginning of the week. So, for example, Hell in a Cell was last week. There wasn't a lot to talk about out of it, but the two big things we will talk about. And the first thing, Marty, is the match that kicked off the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which was the Hell in a Cell women's title match between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. I thought that was the best match of the night. I thought they stole the show, that nobody followed them, and that was probably one of Becky and Sasha's best matches in, I don't know, maybe a year or so between the two of them. Uh, How did you like it? Did you even see that one? It was a snooze fest, man. Damn lie. I'm joking. No, I actually <laughs> love that match. And, you know, I'm not a, a Sasha Banks fan, um, and she really does nothing for me. Uh, you know, like with Charlotte, I can say that I respect the talent because it's Charlotte Flair. Um, I, For the most part, I really can't even say that much about Sasha Banks because I think that she gets a lot more positive attention than she deserves. I don't think she's as great as everyone thinks she is. However, I do know – I believe she has had some great matches, um, and this was another one. This I think personally this was her best match, and I think that, that Becky did – had a fantastic outing in it. Um, the spots that were done in this match were great. Uh, the, I will say, like the one that stood out to me the most, like the fact they put the kendo sticks through the corner and then the chair on top and sat her on the check the the bird perch I'm gonna call it, and then she ran off the ring and like jumped up into her. I was like, that's pretty awesome. You, you don't see that. Obviously, the men can't really do that because they're, they're you know two to three times bigger than these girls. But the fact that they did that that spot that was that was pretty cool. It was different than what we've seen in the past. Um, but no, I thought it was a pretty solid match. I loved it, and the fact they went first. I really like the fact they went first. Well, obviously, I like the fact that Becky won, and they beat the shit out of each other. That's what a Hell in a Cell match is supposed to be. And they they kind of brought some new stuff. Like you said, the the little spot in the corner with the chair, that was a little bit different. Um, I remember at one point, Becky did like a bulldog on a Sasha with the chair turned upside down, which looked dangerous as hell. Um, I don't know, man. From word is, Sasha's got a minor back injury coming out of it so hopefully she's all right but we've talked about it before man i feel like for her side she just she needs to be able to say no to people like no i'm not gonna let you do that shit to me i feel like she doesn't say no when people say hey we ought to try this spot where i do this to you (laughs) and you sell the shit out of it i feel like that's why she gets hurt a lot but it's just the way she wrestles and we all get to see a better match for it so uh, that kicked off the show, and then, honestly, there was a bunch of filler stuff. Uh, I don't understand why a lot of those matches were put in there. Charlotte went. Did Charlotte win it? Yeah, she won at Hell in a Cell. She won the title at Hell in a Cell. Again, her 10th reign, which made no sense, but we'll talk about that later when we're talking about SmackDown. And then, of course, you got the main event, Rollins versus The Fiend. Um, a lot of controversy over the finish of this. Nah. A no finish. People saying it's hell in the cell. There has to be a winner. And those people, I guess, forgot what happened 365 days ago when there was no winner between Braun and and Roman. <laughs> but because it was the fiend this time and they wanted a finish, everybody's canceling the network and taking their screenshots and blah blah blah. And all those people that are canceling the network will probably be live tweeting the next pay per view. So imagine that. Uh what'd you think about the main event? Um, I liked it. I, I I thought it was a good match. Um, of course, the finish 
people, I think the biggest misconception that people think it was, a, it was a disqualification, and it wasn't a disqualification. It was a no contest, which means Stoppage. the ref ended the match because obviously, what are they going to do? Let the match go for three days? Because Rollins wasn't going to end the match. He wasn't going to get the pin. He showed he wasn't going to get the pin. He was done. He had reached his breaking point after the 45th breakout, and he just lost his shit. And he wasn't going to get the pin. He just cared about destroying and covering Braun, or the Fiend with uh, just random objects. Uh, and then the Fiend couldn't defend himself. What was he supposed to do? Just let him lay there? And from a organization standpoint or a ref standpoint... You can't let your you can't let the guy you know get killed in the middle of the ring. So if he's not going to respond back, he's not going to um, not going to go for the win. Then you got to end the match. However, the one thing I don't agree with is the fact that it was a a stoppage because the fiend could it should have been a Rollins win still. Um, just because if you look back WrestleMania 13, you know Bret Hart got the win because Stone Cold passed out. Like he didn't tap out. He just passed out, and that's you know Stone Cold was kind of made at that point. Um, but they the ref stopped the match because Austin couldn't go any further, and the Hart got the win. The Fiend couldn't go any further. The ref called the match, and should it should have been given to Rollins. That's my only dis- uh, description about it all. Uh, but other than that, I don't I don't mind the way it ended. I don't mind the the fact that the Fiend ended the match or he lost. Or he was passed on stoppage, and then he got up after that and beat the hell out of Rollins and walked out. I think that added more value to the Fiend rather than devalue him. Basically, Rollins just beat the shit out of him. They had to stop the match. Basically. <laughs> so yeah, I I can see where people would say that they killed the Fiend character because Rollins beat the shit out of him. He did keep kicking out, but as you know, people have said. The first guy to lose to one stomp from Seth Rollins is going to look weak as shit because the Fiend kicked out of like 647 of them. So, but yeah. Basically, if you look at the last three matches, you got Braun who kicked out of like eight of them and Brock kicked out of like five of them. You know, so I don't know. To be honest, I think it's kind of going back to the route that the the curb stomp isn't his main finisher because the last two matches he's had, or take away uh, the Fiend, the last two matches before that, he's had a finish with the pedigree again. So... So he's just still in all Triple H shit. The pedigree, the sledgehammer, closing out pay-per-views, beating the hottest thing in wrestling. Yep, classic Triple H. Uh, Monday Night Raw, a bit of a snooze fest. But we did get new women's tag champs the night before at Hell in a Cell. And I believe we have the start of a feud that I've been waiting on since Royal Rumble of last year. Where Asuka put the green mist in the face of... Of the man, and for the first time in over a year, Becky took a pin on regular TV. Um, that happened on Raw. You got Brock versus Kane that was promoted some more, and then Strowman and Fury main event. What was your takeaway from the clusterfuck known as Monday Night Raw? Uh, I fast forward a lot of Monday Night Raw just because I had a lot of catch up on. Um, I to be honest, I didn't even watch Raw all the way, I watched an hour of it that first night and i didn't watch the rest of it until friday morning um yeah it it just there was just so much i looked i tuned in to see what the reactions and what they were going to do um the oscar thing that i thought that was pretty cool i can't wait to see what they do there um 
though we probably won't know what they're going to do there because we can't understand. We don't know unless you speak Japanese. You're not going to know what they're saying because um, that's what they I should, love should. that, by the way. So, um, but I, I'm excited to see her and Becky and see what that happens there. Um, as long as Oscar uh, stays on Raw, and then the whole Tyson Fury thing—that's just—it's ridiculous. Like, it's an obvious money grab, and. It's not believable. Kane versus Brock is believable. Kane versus Braun is just stupid. We're gonna get we're gonna get Bart we're gonna get Bart Gun and and Butterbeam in the middle of the ring again. Like, is that what we're gonna do? Like, come on, man. Braun's basically like this decade's big show. Only they don't have Braun fighting Floyd Mayweather. They got him actually fighting somebody his size if they're gonna do it. This will be this is more believable than Floyd Mayweather versus the big show. Oh, one hundred percent. So I mean, and it you know it's happening in Saudi Arabia on Halloween. Nobody's gonna watch it. So honestly, I don't give a shit. They're gonna take up ten fifteen minutes of time for the next couple weeks on TV, and it's gonna happen at a pay per view that I'm not gonna watch. So what's that to the crown? What's that to the crown jewel? I don't fuck with you, stupid ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to what everybody wants to talk about. All elite. Wrestling. Uh, I got a little. I got a couple numbers here for you, Marty. Viewership went down from 1.4 million to 1.018 million. Um, is this a sign of things to come? Was this a, you know, almost half a million more people watched it the first week just to see what it was, and their interest wasn't peaked enough to tune back in the next week? Is it just a? Is this about the numbers that you think they're going to be getting for a little while? Because honestly, I thought the second show was better than the first one. I enjoyed the second one so much, I rarely turned it back over to NXT. And before I knew it, the show was over with. Um, Yeah, I think that these are just numbers for... I think the numbers are going to go back up. I think... We talk about NXT too. Like The numbers for them went down also. Um, I do think the numbers, I think there's going to be, they're not going to be as big as they were for the first episode, obviously, because it was the first week for both AEW uh, and NXT. Um, but it will go up from what it was this week. And when you look at this week, you did have Game 5 for both, the NL, and for, in the NLDS, Game 5s are going in both leagues. Um, obviously, Braves got their asses beat. Dodgers yeah. got their asses beat. It was a fucking negative day for me. Um, but when you look at Game 5 Elimination Day, like if it was a regular playoff game, it's whatever people can tune in, tune out, whatever. But when it's an actual game five elimination game, people will tune into that. So they're not going to be watching wrestling live when they have that going on. Um, I was watching the game and I didn't turn on. Um, I didn't turn. I didn't actually. To be honest, I didn't watch. I didn't watch either one of them that night because by the time the game ended and I was so pissed off, I just didn't watch wrestling the rest of the night. I didn't watch until Friday. Um, so I think it's just something to come up from this week. I think this next week uh, we'll see better numbers. Um, it's like business, you know. First year, always a business. Everything's always going to be inflated. The second year is going to be kind of down. Third year is when you really get a true number. So the third week, the fourth week, that's when we're really going to see where they're going to sit and stand. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's anything for them to worry about. At the same time, it's a different content. There's more content for us to watch. Uh, there'll be fine. This show was a lot better than the last show. Um, I, I just I, I enjoyed it myself more, and I when you talk about NXT, um, I, I I fast forward almost the entire NXT card. Uh, I stopped in on spots, and that was it. Well, let's let's go through a couple things that happened on AEW. It kicked off with Private Party and the Young Bucks. We both know I'm not a Young Bucks fan. 
Uh, I like this match. It was a little... Some of the stuff they do is a little bit unbelievable. Not unbelievable, like, fantastic, but unbelievable, like, how the fuck is that supposed to hurt somebody? But for what it was, it was a really good match, and Private Party got the win, which I don't think anybody... If anybody tells you that they had Private Party winning and they can't show you you know, proof with a time stamp on it that they said it, they're full of shit. Because nobody had private party winning that match. I don't give a damn who you are. Nobody did. I don't even think the bookers in AEW had private party winning that match. But they won. They move on in the tag team tournament. The Bucks are eliminated in the first round. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I figured it would be Bucks versus Lucha Brothers in the finals or semifinals or something like that. So that was shocking. That got me to like react. When they lost, uh, I like Private Party. I'd love to see Private Party and like the Street Profits or or uh, the Usos or somebody like that wrestle, but that's just my thing. Um, so yeah, what'd you think about that match in the finish? Um, I liked the match, and I was actually really surprised with the finish. I am a Young Bucks fan. Um, I was expecting them to win. I was expecting them to go to at least the finals and get the the champions over. Um, but they didn't, they're not doing that. And I think that shows to what we've been talking about, like the, the leaders of this organization are taking the L's like they, they're not, they're giving it to their people. And that's, that's fantastic. And everyone, it, their main concern was like, Oh, they're the elites coming in and they're just going to take over and just do the what's best for them. They're not doing anything. For themselves yet and that's like literally they are doing more negative for themselves than they are positives and that's what's great about them and the fact that private party won I, it was it was great and i i'm looking forward to see what they do in the next round um i'm with the fact that the bucks are out uh, i i'm kind of torn on who i want to see those win and then i kind of want seu to still win seu uh, but obviously they're they're and they could because the fact they took out one of the leaders and the, and they still have Christopher Daniels in there, uh, they still can go that route. But I don't think the SCU is going to win either. Um, I think they really are going to give it to a newer group, and and that's interesting to see if they do it that way. They better not be the fucking dark order. No. Um, you said all the leader all taking the L's and putting everybody else over. Well, that's technically not true because. Guess who doesn't lose since AEW started? <laughs> Cody. <laughs> and he's got a world title match at full gear next month. <laughs> so the, the rest of the executives are like, yeah, we need to put everybody else over. Cody's like, yeah, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> so. Yeah, but the, by the time they all get said and done, the person that Cody loses the belt to will be the most made guy in the industry. MJF. Oh my god. If Cody wins the belt and MJF turns on him and MJF gets the belt, he's gonna be the most overheal in wrestling. It's it's setting it up that way. I mean, did you not see the ending? I was like, oh I shit, did. are are they Actually, going are they gonna do this right now? And I, I think it's a foreshadow for the future. Well, you know what? I don't think MJF is gonna turn on Cody. I think Cody's gonna turn on MJF. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it will be MJF, and I don't think it's, it's gonna be too, right away. It's too obvious. It That's is, why I think they is. should do it the other way. And Cody's so good as a heel. I understand he gets the biggest reaction now, but when he was a heel in ROH and like his feud with Kenny and all the stuff, all the shit he stirred up in the Bullet Club, man, that shit was so good. 
Yeah, but then you're going to turn eight MGF, who's arguably one of the biggest heels in the industry, into you fucking bastard. What? If you can't, you can't see this right now, but he just pulled up another grapefruit white claw. Like, you can read that. You are, you are the most basic bitch I know. I just had a I'm PSL just, this morning too. Well, I haven't had one yet, so that's all. You know, the fact I'm, that you knew what I'm PSL just, is without me saying it makes you a basic bitch. Oh, I know I am. When that shit, <laughs> I was there in line the day it happened. I, well, I had that shit on order. I pulled up. I, yeah, I ordered that shit ahead of time. Pulled up to Starbucks and grabbed that shit. Um. Anyways, so you're gonna make NJF go from the biggest, one of the biggest heels in the industry, to basically making him the biggest face by Cody turning on him. Like, I just here's the thing: we talk about like people turn turn heel and they're not serving right. I just don't see MJF as a face at all. Like, he doesn't have to be a, a regular. He can be the baby face that he was this past week, where everybody's cheering for him and he's still an asshole. Like that's right. Y'all saw what I just did. Like, I helped my boy out. Y'all thought I was going to turn on him. Fucking worship <laughs> ground I walk on. That smugness that he has, I love it because I had that same bullshit, too. And I, <laughs> so I fucking love it when he did that. I'm like, this motherfucker, I love this guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what about Jericho's promo? It's been getting rave reviews from everybody. Well, uh, you know what? Hold on. You know why everyone's giving him rave reviews? Because he got to say shit and because he talks shit about WWE. That's right there. It's because he got to talk shit and was talking shit about the WWE. And from I thought it was cheap. I thought it, I thought it was. It absolutely was. It's no different than a heel coming out and talking shit about the city. It's no different. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I thought that was, I thought it was a good promo. Still, um, oh, it was really good. I thought you know there was some of the stuff he was saying was like, oh fuck, like, okay, he's he's going that route. All right, calm down, Mister WWE. Um, but it really has. It did show though that he really has just said, "Fuck it, WWE is the past. Um, I don't want nothing to do with it r- right now." Um, like, you know, the fact that he was talking about the UFC fighters, the uh, the list. He brought the list and he's changed it to now it's a positive thing. Um, and the fact that basically uh, we are the people's dead. Uh, I mean, he just went over the entire. He, basically, his promo was shitting on uh, the WWE. It's odd uh, how he how he put over WWE creative one way without saying anything, and then the other way he buried them. But people only pay attention to what he buried. Because if you're gonna bring out the list that was made in WWE, they fucking WWE sell that shit. WWE creative. They sell that shit on WWE.com. Yeah. But of course, it's cool because Jericho says it was cool. But when he says that we the people now, all these assholes are chanting "We the people" the entire time, and Jericho says, "Oh, that was a shitty idea from creative," and everybody in the crowd looks around like, you know what? That was kind of a shitty idea. It wasn't a shitty idea ten seconds ago when your punk ass was chanting it. Bunch of sheep. Listen, I hate sheep. I really do. Me too. Uh, that just burns me up. How hypocritical. These AEW fans are. I talked about this the other day. They make me like almost want to not cheer for AEW. And I like AEW. But the fan base is just so fucking stupid. They're ECW fans, man. That's the same way. ECW fans are the same bullshit. Oh, don't even get me started on that motherfucker, Bully, Bully Ray, and what he's been doing this week. Everything WWE's done this week that's been good, they stole the idea from him talking about it on Busted Up. Shut the fuck up. 
Did you see NXT. D- see Devon's ass out there about to get knocked the fuck out? Devon's the man. Devon <laughs> carried that fat motherfucker his uh, entire career. And anyway, if it wasn't for Devon testifying, Bully Ray wouldn't be shit. I said it. And, and you know, it ain't like we go around saying he copies the shit that we talk about. Oh, not get started on that conversation. We could tune in to bust it open tomorrow and hear something. <laughs> getting motherfuckers NXT. over without getting them over. That's how you do it. NXT went from 891,000 viewers to 790,000 viewers. So they, they lost basically 100,000 viewers. Um, which again, it is, but it's not as many as almost half a million or, you know, a third of a million of people, which is what AEW lost. Um, but you did bring up the fact there's a lot of baseball. So, I mean, people are, are tuned into other things. I was thinking going into this, the AEW would be about 2 million and NXT would be about a million because Raw and SmackDown both basically get two and a half, three million viewers every Monday night or every Monday and Friday. So I thought the split would be two to one AEW because it's new. So I'm really surprised at the the numbers for both shows. Um, I'm not going to lie. I watch eight the past two weeks. I've watched more AEW than NXT. And then I watch NXT afterwards because they end at 10 o'clock and I don't go to bed to about 1130. Uh, this past week, AEW just had me hooked, and I didn't watch much NXT until the end. Um, I did go back and watch the fantastic match between Leo Rush and Gulak. Um, but I'm like an older fan where if there's no story involved, it's hard for me to just watch two people have a really good match. Like if there's nothing besides a title. Like there's no hate or reason for the match it's hard for me to just watch a really good match, which is probably why i don't like get into new japan a lot it's just because yeah the match is fantastic but i'm not cheering for the guy i'm just cheering for the move does that make any sense yep absolutely um but leo rush and, and drew gulak was a really good match i was excited leo <laughs> rush won the title dude he's good with a belt on him um yeah. i'm not I a think leo rush fan but i was actually I was actually kind of in support of him winning that title. I'm not going to lie. I hope they do something with the Cruiserweight division now that it's on NXT. Uh, they got a lot of good people that Finn Balor's back in NXT. He qualifies for the Cruiserweight division. Adam Cole definitely qualifies for the Cruiserweight division once he loses to Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, you know it's gonna happen. It's, it's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> We're talking about like not like yeah. That's a, he was just a placeholder champion. Um, Kashida and Walter. You know, <laughs> fucking Champa. Every time I see Champa, I feel like they just like took him out of the Hobbit movies and just put him on screen. Like he just reminds me of the dwarves in the the Hobbit series. It just have you like, seen that dude work out? Yeah. He's just like, I mean, he ain't that big, but I mean, good Lord, he's just all muscle. Like, his entire body is just, every place is just muscle. It's ridiculous. As I'm sitting here drinking White Claw at 11.30 in the morning. (laughs) Wondering why I don't have abs like he does. (laughs) Uh, Kushida and Walter. Uh, I don't really give a shit about either one of them. I, really I like Kushida, but this match was a. I didn't really. 
I, I just kept tuning out of it, and it just I'm not gonna lie, I got to the point where I kind of just fast forwarded a little bit to it, just because it just wasn't. Well, I'm just Walter bores the fuck out of me, man. Yep. And it made me, me not want to watch the match. Uh, much like every other wrestling promotion in WWE, I'm more interested in the women's division in NXT. Shayna Baszler needs a championship challenger. They don't know who it's going to be. Looks like Rhea Ripley's on her way there again, but they just did that match like a couple months ago. Um, Am I I wrong? Did I? No, they did. They did. I was okay. that's, that's what I was thinking too. Was Rhea Ripley, and I was trying to think back. I was like, I could have swore they just had a match. Yeah. Uh, but it was a one-off match kind of thing. So there wasn't really nothing. I don't think it really built much to it, because that wasn't the match at, at Takeover, right? No, no, no. It was just on regular NXT, I believe. Unless, yeah, unless so I'm imagining that. I could have swore they was. I, I could have swore. I remember hearing that match. Um, I think that, but I also believe that that was like a one. Or she just kind of popped in and had a match and there was nothing mm-hmm. to build up to it. I think now they're going to one build her back up and then push her in that direction. And I think by having that build up and that feud going strong, that it builds her up as a more of a viable, obviously we know Rhea Ripley can go, uh, but it makes her more of a legit uh, threat to Shayna Baszler. Um, even if it's just to get the time being a feud going on them for the next few months, just until uh, the, until uh, you know Royal Rumble weekend. I think now that they're on USA that the women's division at NXT is about to get a lot better. I think they're probably going to take Rhea Ripley. I think they'll probably bring Tony Storm in. I think um, a couple women that don't get drafted to Raw or SmackDown, which we'll talk about later, will probably go to NXT. And in the next like three or four weeks, their division is going to be ridiculously good. Um, but for the people that are there now, I wouldn't mind seeing Rhea Ripley versus her again. I mean, like... Just okay. Io Shirai's a heel now. Just let her beat Shayna. Just go, like I, if you're not tired of seeing Shayna choke people out and win at the end of every fucking match, then I, I don't know. Like it's getting it's getting eye rolling now that every match ends the same way where her just finding a way to put somebody in chokehold and win, and she never loses, never gets pain. It's I don't know. Shayna's a really good wrestler. I just I don't connect with her at all. I don't like her. Yeah, I'm good with Io winning because then we get Io versus Santana. And they have they've take they a have, drink, everybody. He just brought up Santana Garrett. So whatever they, time it is, if you drink coffee, water, alcohol, whatever you're drinking right now, take a drink. Marty just brought up Santana Garrett. First of all, and just drop her name to drop her name. She uh, by the time if they, they they get this with Rhea, and then they put EO in there, win the belt, and then that gives some time. That gives months ahead of time for them to build up Santana. And Santana and, and EO have have history in the ring. So I think that builds up. It already has a story of its own. And they've had not only great matches with each other, but against each other. I think that that would be a, a viable storyline and feud to have. And then you, you get Shayna. And it gets it's somebody else new involved, too. And then you don't have this repeat of Shayna versus everyone else for the million time. Um, I think Rhea was going to go to the, the, the main roster. Um eventually <clears throat> but i think it just gets it gives more build up around that. and then you bring because you have santana in the pick then you bring up uh chelsea and diana and you bring all these other names that have been lingering around who haven't had that moment to really take on and shine and you bring them more into the spotlight and i think you build up that made that women's roster on nxt even higher than it already is or, or already it's leading to and by doing that and i just that that's the the path that i want to see um 
But I'm so I'm totally on board with EO being the one that dethrones Cena. <clears throat> uh, before we move to SmackDown, I just want to say I'm really surprised that I know Chelsea got hurt for a little while, but I am shocked that Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo aren't on regular NXT TV yet, especially Deanna Perrazzo, because like I said, Chelsea was hurt for a little while. But I thought Deanna came in like ready made to just be on NXT. I didn't think she needed to be in dark matches and stuff like that without being on TV. But I mean, they they got a shitload of people over there, so everybody can't get their shine. I guess. I mean, you really got to work for it and and quote unquote pay your dues and all that kind of shit. Um, but I'm looking forward to them being on. I hope they keep them together. I hope they put Santana in a group too, since they're all real life friends and you see all that. Um, I kind of want them to be heels though. I don't want Santana coming out with her fucking rainbow stuff on. Like I want her to be just like a nasty heel. You trying to make me cry right now? I want her to go back to TNA Britney. I want her to come out her Ninja Turtle and Batman. That's what I want. I don't think WWE would pay for that. I know they won't. Uh, before we wrap up, let's talk about SmackDown. The beginning of the draft. I know people were shitting on it. I liked the War Room stuff. We we all know there weren't real Fox and USA people in there. But I thought it was cool. I thought it brought the element that the NFL draft brings where you see all of them sitting around and celebrating and, and pissed off when somebody gets drafted that they didn't. But I'll give you the numbers on SmackDown. They went from 3.8 million viewers to 2.9. So 900,000 viewers decided not to tune in. But they still almost got... They got more than Raw again. Raw was only like two point five three, I think. Yeah. So you got to remember too. Again, day that was game one of the ALDS or ALCS. So. It was Friday night, and I mean, who? I mean, look, we were we were recording instead yeah. of watching SmackDown. You know what I mean? Right. People are doing shit on Friday nights. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but how? All right, if I record AEW and NXT, who gets the rating? If I don't watch either one of them and I just record both of them on DVR, who's the rating go to? I, w- I would imagine that the one that gets though is the one that turns. Well, because like for me, if I record both of them, it automatically goes to one of those channels while the others record. It's like they're not they're not like they're not both recording while third channel is set. So like if I'm watching TV, if I'm watching, it's gonna if I want to record both of them, I have to turn to one of those channels. Oh, I can record like four things at once. Honestly, well, I don't have that on mine. Um, that's, that's, that was my, I, I, my, my cable used to be like yours that you're talking about. So I would assume that whichever one you're watching in that situation, we get it. I would but assume like for, the one that gets the priority on your recording is the one that gets it. Yeah. That's weird. Um, anyhow, Becky Lynch was the overall number one pick, which I thought was crazy. Um, it just continues the meteoric rise that they're getting. And like we talked about last week when she came out with The Rock, like she's the face of their company now. Like there's no, there's no Roman, it's not Rollins, it's not Bray Wyatt, it's not Charlotte. Let's, let's the face put it this way: company. she was drafted first overall. Like before, she was the number one SmackDown, SmackDown pick. pick. Now yeah. she's the number no, one. No, no, no. She wasn't even the number one SmackDown pick. She was the number one women's SmackDown women's pick. SmackDown. Right. So now she's the number one pick altogether. Like when you and when you look at that, there you said there's no Roman Reigns, there's no Seth Rollins, who's the you know, there's no Brock Lesnar. Like obviously they're gonna keep Brock on SmackDown, um, but let's just make sure we full disclosure. 
only a limited amount of people were eligible to be drafted that first night. Rollins, Brock Lesnar, people like that are only eligible for the draft on Monday. So technically, she wasn't the number one pick out of everybody, but she was because it's a scripted show. Right. I mean, it's a scripted show. Like, they knew what the fuck they were doing. So she, Brock and like Kofi and people like that weren't eligible yet. They're not eligible till Monday. But still, she was the number one overall pick. Got it. That makes sense. Either way, it just adds to the fire that she is the the face of the company. Like it, it really is. They could have picked Charlotte. They could have picked anybody else. Charlotte's the champion. They could have easily picked Charlotte. Was. Oh, oh, was well, at that point she was. Yeah. Um, and they went with Becky still. So it just shows Becky is truly the face of the company. Uh, Bailey. Bailey. Hey, we want some Bailey. Trying her best to make somebody give a shit about her, and still nobody cares, I don't think. Uh, Came out with her Sting after 50 haircut. She wants to talk to the manager now. Um, Cut down her blow-up guys and proceeded to go out and beat Charlotte for the title. Charlotte had a five-day reign as champion to go along with her, like, eight-minute reign the last time. So Charlotte's now a ten-time champion and only one of her championship reigns was memorable and lasted more than like a month. And that was when she first won the women's title after she beat she beat Nikki Bella for the Divas title and then kept the women's title at WrestleMania. And then her and Sasha kind of traded it back and forth. But Charlotte has had 10 reigns, man, and only one of them has meant a damn thing. Well, and to go with that, like you just mentioned, I was, and I was about to say it too, that feud with, with Sasha, there was like five different title changes between the three of them within the two-month period of time. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. She's had like six different title reigns. If you were to add them all up, I still don't think they even equal a month's time. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it mm-hmm. just shows we want her to be, you know, daddy's girl, and we want her to have daddy's record. And it's ridiculous. I mean, but if you look at the numbers... <clears throat> and you just say, oh, she's a 10-time champion. It's like, yeah, but is she? I mean, I mean, Truth is a 20-time, 24-7, 365, 581 million U.S. TV European champion. Yeah, but, but all his reigns last longer than Charlotte's do. That is true. <laughs> um, I mean, another thing, since Kofi lost his title week before last Becky's now the only champion that still has the belt since Wrestle that they won or had at WrestleMania. So her reign actually means a damn thing. She's beating people and keeping the belt. Meanwhile, Charlotte's just I don't know, man. I don't I don't see what they're doing with that. I don't get it. Um I like the new attitude by Bailey. She told every, she called everybody a bitch, told them to <laughs> shut up. She got uh, rid of the ponytail that was wild past time to go. I don't know uh, if you've seen the video of this past weekend. She came out to different music, and it yep. sounded a lot like The Rock. So I don't know if they just ha- don't have her music ready yet, or they're just going to give her music that sounds like The Rock and not and hope people don't notice it, which is well, the fucking thing they can do. I mean, you got the man who they're trying to say is the female up newer version of Stone Cold, so why not have Bailey be The Rock? They say that, but Stone Cold was there, and he never interacted with Becky on TV, and yet The Rock came out and... Like past the talk. I thought they did have a. I think they did because well, here's the thing, Becky Bailey or uh, Becky was also on the Raw or Stone Cold show the right. same night, and I'm pretty sure that they did. I thought they did have something backstage. I don't remember them interacting at all That's on WWE did. TV. Uh, maybe not. Um, 
But I just and Stone Cold talked about it on Busted Open that he didn't think Becky needed the rub from him, but apparently she needed it from The Rock, which she got in a well, huge way. I mean, The Rock is when you look at namesakes. I mean, The Rock is the biggest name in the world right now, and Stone Cold isn't. As much as I love Stone Cold, when you want somebody to be the face of your company. You get somebody who's the most electrifying man and the biggest name in entertainment to give that person the entertainment rub. So uh, a decade-long argument or two-decade-long argument has finally been solved and announced by Marty that The Rock is better than Stone Cold. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. You're going to go there. I did not say that. That is what you said, sir. That's not – really? You want to go number one? Who's your number one again? The Rock? Not Sting? Sting. The Rock? My favorite all time is Sting. The We're number almost... one wrestler that I would pick, the biggest name in the history of wrestling is The Rock. That's not what the conversation was, and I'll pull that episode up from a year ago. Even though oh, I know please. we're on a different platform, we're on a different platform now. So I, I know you deleted those those ones because I went looking yesterday. And I couldn't find them from November. I, I'll send it to you. Uh, I got no problem proving myself right. Do that shit. Um. So again, I said it was going to be an abbreviated episode. It is. We just had the first ever boot to debate episode this weekend, which if you haven't checked out, go check it out. It was a lot of fun. We'll probably do that monthly, maybe biweekly. Who knows if we can all if we can get other podcasts to come on and 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 shoot the shit with us, try to get everybody a little bit more promotion and and just talking to other people. Um, This was episode 52. I'm about to go watch some football. Marty's about to go to work. And. Yeah, I got nothing else, Marty. What do you got? I got nothing else either, man. Go Pack Go. Go Jets. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit that out now. God, why are you giving me more work to do? <laughs> I want to do more work for this shit. This has been episode 52 of Boot to the Face. Follow us on all your social media platforms. Go to ProGressingPeace.com and have a good weekend. Or have a good week at work because you'll be listening to this on Monday on your way to work. I've been Chris Rucker for Marty Vasquez. Peace. Later.